Hey, and welcome to Hacked Off. My name's Holly Gress, and this time I want to talk to you about hardware hacking. So we had a question on LinkedIn about how IoT can affect an organization's security. So I figured it was a good time to kind of introduce hardware hacking as an aspect of penetration testing. So what do I mean by this? Well, generally, when we think of kind of traditional penetration testing, very often people think of us looking at servers, connecting over a network, or looking at web applications, websites, that kind of thing. But sometimes you can go a little bit more in depth. So where an organization is using uh, physical devices, be it embedded computing or IoT, those kinds of things, we have a few more options as a kind of simulated attacker. So one of the things that we can do is if we can get access to one of these devices, and generally that would be where a device is commercially available or we can get our hands on one of these devices, we can attack the device physically. So I'll elaborate on, on what this is a little bit and, and how it alters the way that hardware works, but also it's just a, a really interesting part of security that I think a lot of people maybe haven't considered. And there's a lot of... Um, related subjects as well on the kind of reverse engineering side of things that that's uh, interesting to people who are maybe not looking at this from a security point of view or maybe doesn't uh, affect their organization directly it's just an interesting addition to security that they haven't considered so our organization is using embedded systems or iot devices and an attacker can gain physical access to one of those it might allow the attacker a little bit more access by simply being able to physically interact with the device so i think one of the um simplest things or easiest things for a person to consider is something like a wireless router or those kinds of things. If we can gain access to one of these, as in just sometimes buy one of the, the devices commercially on the market, we'll be able to interact with that system in a lab and find out if it has vulnerabilities that might be useful when targeting an organization that uses that device. So this isn't quite like we would go into a company, pull a device apart and start you know, using a soldering iron on it or something like that. It would be in a lab environment, taking one of these devices and trying to find vulnerabilities in it so we can use those vulnerabilities in future tests. So, of course, it's useful for organizations who manufacture these devices. They'll have security testing done as well. But it does affect organizations who use those systems. So taking something simple like a, a home wireless router or something like that, in what ways can you physically test it or perform hardware testing? Well, I think the first thing that I should point out is some of these techniques can be somewhat destructive. We're physically going to interact with the device to find vulnerabilities. But... Many of these devices, although it's small and they don't look like it, are just traditional computing systems. They have memory and a CPU and they run an operating system. Many of them run a kind of Linux distribution, so an, an embedded operating system in that context. They have really low resources, but they do have persistent memory with configuration files and a lot of them have web interfaces, those kinds of things. So how would we approach one of these systems? Of course, we would where an application is available, so a physical device has a web interface or something like that, we would do the same testing that we would do for web application testing. But one of the things that we can do is we can interact with the system at a hardware level and see if we can alter the way that it works to expose some security vulnerabilities. So I'll introduce you to a few terms that maybe you're not familiar with. But for example, there's this uh, idea of UART. UART is a, a serial connection into a device that allows us to, to supply input and, and take output from it. And generally, it, it looks once you've got a UART connection to a hardware device, just like you're on a command line. So you can plug into a device, 
gain access to its text-based output and see what kind of software it's booting, see the way in which the system starts up. And very often on these uh, these physical devices, when you connect a, a UART connection to it, it's effectively like connecting a monitor to that device, although we don't generally think of little home routers or CCTV cameras or embedded systems like that as computers having monitors, if you plug a UART into it, you can see what it's doing. And it maybe tell you things like what operating system is running, what version of software is running. And that might give us information to be able to go away and find if vulnerabilities are known to exist in those systems. But we can also interact with the system. It's an input and output over UART. So we can send it commands and see if a, a command interface exists. But that's the first step. We'll see if we can discover a UART connection and whether we can get information out from the system. So this is physically interacting with a board. We'll, we'll take the uh, device's motherboard out of the case and we'll plug a, a device into it like a logic analyzer or something like that. And then we'll see if we can find an interface. Another way of interacting with these systems is something called JTAG. So JTAG is a, a really vague term. I won't go too much into it, but generally what I refer to when I, when I use that term is the ability to interact with the microcontroller or the CPU of the device and able to send commands to it. Some of the commands are very simple, like getting the device to tell you specifically what kind of chip exists on that board. So what is your microcontroller? And that'll allow you to go in, find additional information about the system. But you can also do things like asking the system to dump its running memory. You can read bytes from memory, you can write to memory, those kinds of things. So if a, a system is designed to, to boot in a, in a certain way, you can alter that boot configuration. So if a system is designed to boot without giving you a command line interface or boot and prompt for a username and password or something like that, you can very often alter that so that it doesn't do that. So we have UART, a serial connection to a device, JTAG, a way of interacting with microcontrollers. And then the third thing is physically interacting with the um, flash memory or the memory modules on the device over a protocol such as uh, SPI, something like that. So with uh, those kinds of systems, we connect directly to memory and ask the memory to effectively just give us a dump of its contents. Of course, some memory is protected. It might be encrypted in storage and there's a whole path we can go down. You know, can we break this encryption? Is it something simple like an XOR or something like that? But by be being able to alter the way that a system is running, so altering memory, sending commands backwards and forwards to a system or reading the memory, we can very often find additional vulnerabilities that that system might have. So one of the things that we could target, for example, by doing this hardware hacking is extracting configuration files from the system. So in that context of a, a little home router or the kind of thing that you could play at a hobbyist level if you wanted to do this kind of thing at home, is can you read the memory from a device and, and pull credentials or passwords out of that memory and then interact with it over its web interface or command line interface or something like that. So very often with hardware hacking, the, the target isn't to compromise that single device, but it's to find a vulnerability that would allow you to compromise future devices, especially where these devices have something like hard-coded credentials, static or determined credentials, those kinds of things. So how does that affect kind of the modern organization? Why should companies be concerned that these kinds of attacks can take place? Well, simply because we use those devices. And very often organizations, when they're, they're buying these products, don't think of the kind of impact that they can have. Uh, and also, when I say device or embedded system or IoT or those kinds of things, that can be such a range of systems these days. You know, there was a little bit of an IoT explosion. A lot of organizations are taking benefit of these kinds of systems. So simple things like IP cameras can add to an organization's security by enabling them to, you know, physically monitor doors and those kinds of things. But it can also detract from an organization's security if we're able to find vulnerabilities in it. So I think the short thing there in terms of why should a company care about 
hardware hacking is that it greatly increases the attack surface of an organization. So what do I mean by the attack surface? The attack surface is, just broadly speaking, all of the things that an attacker can target. And very often when we think of penetration testing or security testing of networks, we just think of IP addresses, web applications, those kinds of things. But when you add devices into it as well, IoT devices, that can really increase that attack surface in a way that a lot of organizations maybe haven't considered or maybe don't have uh, a particular plan in place to be able to, to deal with those kinds of security. Additionally, a lot of these embedded devices may undergo security testing throughout their life cycle and vulnerabilities be found, but organizations not have a plan in place to well ensure the best success or keeping these devices patched, that kind of thing. A lot of companies are very, very hot on their patching of uh, server operating systems, but maybe not so good in infrastructure and IoT devices. So it's another thing to bear in mind. It's also a cool uh, type of security testing if you are um, creating IoT devices or if you're looking at utilizing embedded security. It's just uh, another thing to take a look at from the um, penetration tester's point of view. So how is this different to traditional testing then? Yes, I talked about it's it's a, a different attack surface, but is it that the companies who come up with IoT devices or make embedded systems just don't care about security? Why, why do vulnerabilities exist in this place? Well, it's just that the attacker has uh, additional tools or additional access to the system that can sometimes make it easier. So where an embedded device has a web application interface, a HTTP interface, it isn't that those are necessarily more vulnerable. Yes, okay, in some cases they are. But it's just that the attacker has additional things that they can do. So not only can we take a look at the web interface, but we can also grab the flash memory and, and dump the source code. And normally when you'd be testing a web application or a website, you wouldn't have that level of access. So it's just something extra that possibly allows an attacker to go a little bit further. And there are concerns around um, the difficulty in securing embedded devices, sometimes through um, inexperience with the organizations who are developing these systems, or maybe they haven't considered the, the physical aspect uh, within their kind of risk management strategy. Or sometimes it's physical limitations in the hardware itself, so where cryptographic implementations become more difficult because the small embedded systems don't have certain um, physical components that allow for security to be implemented well. Now, a lot of organizations are putting a lot of effort into improving embedded systems, and the companies who make IoT devices are putting a lot of effort into improving that. But I still think, in my experience, it's quite a, an immature area of security. It's just something that companies are becoming aware of at the moment. So I think there's a lot of interesting research in that area still to be done. So I'm curious to hear from you guys. Um, are your organizations actually using IoT? Have you started implementing IP cameras and these embedded systems? Or is it just something that you're looking at in the future and you're maybe concerned about the security implications of that? You can let us know over social media. You can ask us questions on LinkedIn, those kinds of things. But I'd be really interested to hear um, how widely deployed IoT is within your organization. <laughs> Thank you.